Welcome to Moving Forward. I'm your host, Lynn Swanner. On this podcast, I'll interview forward-thinking Christian school leaders and educators on best practice, innovative approaches, and new opportunities in Christian education. On today's podcast, I interviewed Tim Greener, superintendent of the Christian Academy of Louisville School System, as he discusses the concept of creating schools within a school as a way to meet students' unique interests and learning needs, and to grow school enrollment and better engage the community in the process. Tim shares the story behind Christian Academy of Louisville's fine arts, biomedical sciences, and Down syndrome programs, each of which has filled an educational gap in their community and done so in a way with excellence, garnering both local and national attention along the way. Well, hi, Tim. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. You're welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, let's start out with your sharing a little bit about your school and your role for our listeners. Okay. I'm the superintendent of Christian Academy of Louisville. We have four campuses, and they actually encompass two different states, Indiana and uh, Kentucky. And we have about 3,200 students at the four campuses. Two of those campuses are not K-12. One is K-5, and the other one is K-8. This is my 21st year. I spent 10 of those years as the high, high school principal, and then the last 10 years have been as superintendent. Great. So recently, you and I connected on the subject of creating schools within a school and how you've done this at your school and how this is really a promising approach for Christian education. Can you briefly talk about uh, the examples that you have at your school that you and your team have developed? The first one that we developed was called the Christian Academy School of Fine Arts. And it's a program where the students who are interested in either visual or performing arts can actually get a separate diploma from Christian Academy. And it's separate because it encompasses a more rigorous academic pursuit than just a regular college prep diploma. They have to take additional classes and they also have specific requirements within that pursuit. So about 15 years ago, I really had a a vision to create this School of Fine Arts, partially because we were losing students after eighth grade to a local magnet school that was really quite good. They had an extensive program of fine arts. And so our, our high school students were being drawn to that program because we frankly had a fairly weak program. And so that's, that's part of the reason that we launched this. I also came from a school in Florida where we had a strong fine arts program and I saw the benefits of that. When I came to Christian Academy, our, our program was fairly mediocre and I knew what a good fine arts program could do for a school. And so that's when I really began to form this vision of the School of Fine Arts. The other program is a School of Biomedical Science. It's also a school within a school with additional rigorous requirements for students to be able to participate. And they, at the end of their high school career, receive a School of Biomedical Science diploma. And can you talk a little bit about the biomedical program as well, how that got started, what the need was there, what you were hoping to accomplish? Yeah, that one, that one got started a little more by accident. We were very involved in, in STEM and Project Lead the Way. And as we started adding more and more classes to that program, we thought, why not just to make it all-inclusive and offer a biomedical science program? And as it, in, as it evolved, 
we actually formed some partnerships with some of our local doctors. We have a very vibrant medical community here in Louisville. And so we also have a lot of our parents who are involved in that community. We have surgeons, we have doctors, we have all kinds of different people in the field of medicine who we could partner with. So we began some conversations and part of this started, by the way, with our partnerships with some doctors that were going on mission trips with us to Honduras and doing medical mission trips. And as we started talking to them about the school program and what that could look like, that really evolved into some partnerships now where some of our students are actually doing interns with major surgeons in our area and are involved in heart surgeries and hand surgeries and some really neat stuff. So that's how it kind of got started. And it's, the program has just exploded very quickly. It has become so popular that out of 650 students in our high school, 200 of them are involved in some way, shape or form in this biomedical science program. So when you were thinking, you talked a little bit about this, particularly for the School of Fine Arts, but uh, when you were sort of envisioning this idea of a school within a school, what opportunities or challenges were you trying to address? What were we trying to accomplish for your students and for your families? Well, as I mentioned, our fine arts program was really quite mediocre. Uh, our AP art portfolio scores were ones and twos. Our performing arts were not producing quality programs as well. And so despite a rapidly growing high school, we could not attract students to the program and our best students were actually leaving. So we wanted to create a program to stem uh, the outflow of students who were, were leaving us. And, and of course they were some of our better students as well as attract students to a Christian school. And my thought was we can do better. Uh, the local public program, while it was very good, of course, did not have the spiritual aspect. And so I, I feel very strongly about Christian schools offering excellence and quality in all of their programs. And so part of my goal was to really beef up this program and make it one that was not only attractive to people, but was excellent in everything that it did. So it sounds like these, both of these schools within a school that you developed obviously are incredibly innovative. They were responsive to basically market needs, needs, needs of the families that you saw. Um, how would you describe sort of the, the posture of the school towards innovation? Because certainly there are some schools that find it easier to respond to those kinds of changes and others that feel that really they, what they're offering um, you know, they're, they're hoping that there's a market out there for it, but they're, they're more school focused as opposed to responsive. What's your take on that? Well, I, I can actually speak to that from both sides of that. Our response with the School of Fine Arts was responsive. We were losing students to a, a local program. We were losing some of our better students and we had to respond to that or we were going to continue to lose them. And that took us years to get that market share back. We now have students who are coming to us because of our fine arts program and are not going to the other programs. People will always demand quality. They will always come to quality. They'll gravitate toward that. And so our fine arts program was really a reactionary response to us losing students. The School of Biomedical Science was just the opposite. We were out in front of this. We're the only school in Kentucky that offers this program. 
so it exploded so quickly that it was just incredible to see the response when we were out in front innovating and creating a new program that uh, was very popular and people are just flocking to it because there's a, a tremendous need in the biomedical science fields for qualified people. And one of the things that we're hearing from the doctors who are taking these kids in and in internships is just tremendous. Let me just give you a few quotes that we've heard. Students are coming back to us and saying that they're commenting on some of the surgeries and they're saying, well, we have this equipment at our school that we're using and the doctors are looking at them saying, really? We didn't have some of that stuff. We didn't study this until we were in college or medical school. This is unbelievable. And so now the doctors are coming to us saying, give us more students. We want more because these are the kinds of kids that are going to be well-prepared to go into the biomedical science field. One other one that I, I really didn't mention, but we've been doing this now for six years, is at one of our campuses, we started a program for Down syndrome students. And that has become extremely popular as well. We now have about 18 students in that program. And we're adding, as they get older, uh, we're adding the program to the grade that they're going to be in. And in two years, those students will be in middle school. And so we're already gearing up for those students to enter middle school. We're going to do some training with our teachers in middle school as well as our students so that they'll be ready. And we're really excited about that program. It is it has been wildly successful, and the parents that are in, have their children in that program are incredibly grateful and love that program. So how did you go about developing that program and staffing that as well? Because obviously there's, there's a degree of, of specialization that the teachers would need to be able to work in that program. Yes, we, we actually spent two full years researching how to do this because that's, that's not a program that you can just jump into you know, well, we thought of it this spring and we're going to do it this fall. You mentioned rightly so that there are specialized needs for staff. There are specialized needs for equipment and occupational therapists and speech therapists. And you have to figure out how you're going to incorporate that into your program. But we have a Down syndrome uh, of Louisville that has a very, very robust program. There are over a thousand students in Louisville under the age of 18 that have Down syndrome. And we found out through our research that the, the public schools really do not do a very adequate job of dealing with those students. They say that they, they practice inclusion, but they really don't. And the, the parents are just in tears over what their children are experiencing in public school. So we incorporated the director from the Down syndrome of Louisville to help us get our program up and running. And she was very supportive. She was incredibly positive of, and in fact, invited all of her parents to an open house at our school when we began, began to open it. But we, we spent two full years doing our homework and research before we actually started the program. Great. So what would you say to schools who maybe uh, want to get started with this, but don't necessarily have the financial resources how could they get potentially creative in launching something like this? Either either program, or maybe there's a different program that they would be interested in, but it's going to require an investment of funds. One of the things that we're finding out is that there is a huge untapped resource within our community. We have really not taken advantage of the resources that are available and the partnerships that people are very willing to partner with us on. 
for instance, some of the medical community are coming forward and, and some of the large corporations are saying, yes, we will fund this for you or we will get behind you and we will create these internships for free. So we're finding that the community resources are really there, but you have to get out there and, and seek them out. Let me give you another example that we're getting ready to launch. There's a huge need for people now in, in the trades. And what we found is that if we wanted to start a trade school here at our school, it would be incredibly expensive to purchase all the equipment, even more so than the biomedical science program, as well as a, a huge demand for space. So one of the things that we're in the process of doing right now is sitting down with some tradespeople and saying, we would like to create internships for students who may not necessarily want to go into college, but we have some really sharp young people that are interested in plumbing and electric and carpentry and some of those kinds of fields that are have such shortages right now. And we're finding a very enthusiastic response from them because they're having a hard time finding people who want to work and work hard. Yeah, so it sounds like as you said, Christian schools are really going to have to start thinking about how to engage with the community. You know, I think sometimes schools, for whatever the reason, and this is true of any school, uh, Christian or not, can, can sometimes be sort of islands unto themselves, but it sounds like you've really been intentional in breaking down those walls and, and going beyond uh, the, the limitations, both physical and otherwise, of the school. The same thing has happened with lots of our other needs even within the fine arts program, we need expensive instruments or uh, we need equipment in our science labs. And we've gone out and asked community partners to join with us in that because it's ultimately going to be better for our community if we have those kinds of programs. So you just have to keep at it. And then, of course, being on your knees and just asking the Lord for direction is really important. I think sometimes God brings us to the place where there's no other way to do it but to get on your knees and ask him. And he wants us to be there. Because if we can do it all on our own, then it's us and not him. And so I think faith and depending on the Lord is very important. But then just getting out there and doing some hard work. And you don't have to do it as an administrator. You don't have to do this all yourself. We have pulled lots of people into our community that have lots of contacts and lots of interest in our school. And they're more than willing to do some of that shoe leather work that we just don't have time to do. So there, it's multifaceted, but there are ways to do that when you don't have the money to do it. Now, we're a large school. We have more resources than many do. But at the same time, the principles that I just outlined to you will work, whether you're a, a small school that's really struggling financially or a large school that has uh, additional resources. So when you think about the uh, creating these schools within a school, what do you think some of the positives are for Christian schools that might be considering it? Well, when you have a, a school, you're going to have a wide variety of students with a wide variety of needs, a wide variety of personalities, and academic needs. The more you can meet those needs for the students, the more students you're going to attract. So one of the things that's that's happened is, despite the fact that we only started this School of Biomedical Science last year. We have people calling us saying, we heard about this program. It's been on the news. The local news channels have come out and done specials on it. And we have people talking positively about it in the community. So it really ministers to a, a niche of students 
that may not be able to find something like this anywhere else. And the more you can do that, the more students you're going to attract to your school. You know, if we have listeners who are considering developing a school within a school, or maybe they, they've never thought about it, but their interest is now peaked, what would be the first couple of steps that you would recommend for a school that would be new to this concept to take? How can they get started thinking about this approach? Well, I would talk to, I would survey their parents and the students and see what the interests are and, and start there. Because if you, if you don't have interest, then uh, you may spend all your time and resources putting together a program that no one is interested in. So I would start with that and see what people are interested in. And then uh, after you do that, then put together a, a committee that's going to start developing the program and pull people in that have some expertise in the area that you're thinking of starting. That has been so helpful to us when we, in all three of the programs that I outlined, we brought in experts from the community to help us develop this program. And that really helped us, I think, from a time perspective, it helped us jump ahead significantly. Whereas if we had just been trying to brainstorm on our own, it would have taken significantly longer. And I think we would have made more mistakes had we not included some of those people in the process. Oftentimes you'll have parents within your school that can provide that community resource. You'll have an expert in, in music or in art or the biomedical stuff. For instance, when we, had, when we were developing the School of Fine Arts, we had as one of our parents, the Louisville Orchestra head violinist was a parent at our school. And so he was very helpful in sitting down and talking with us about what we should be looking at in terms of excellence in the programs and where to start and uh, what to include and the kind of staff we would need. So that was very helpful. If schools are interested in doing these kinds of programs or need help getting them started, quite often as a school, we will host people to come in and look at programs, academic, spiritual, School of Fine Arts, School of Biomedical Science, and we are more than happy to, to help other Christian schools if they are interested in doing that. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tim. I know we'll provide your contact information in our podcast notes, and we just really appreciate your coming and joining us today. So thanks so much. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, Lynn. And for our listeners, thanks for joining us today as well. Please be sure to check the notes on this podcast for additional resources and references related to today's conversation. Podcast notes can always be found on the ACSI blog at blog.acsi.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the blog again at blog.acsi.org, or you can also subscribe on iTunes. While you're there, rate or review the show and spread the word on social media. Thanks for all that you do to move Christian education forward.